everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my favorite coworker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? Ali, I'm doing great. Looking forward to taking a look at our uh, our Sweet 16 selections now uh, that we've had a couple more days to let it uh, seep into the soil. Yeah, and real quick, before we break down all eight games on Thursday and Friday, I'm really excited for all them to tip off. Any changes in the last 48 hours since we last spoke on the betting? Is one team getting more play than the other uh, in terms of winning the whole national championship? Uh, what's that looking like? Yeah, excellent point. So, you know, for, for the games coming up on Thursday, we have had some pretty significant line movement. Uh, definitely, so in the matchup of uh, MSU and Kansas State, um, it's been coming towards Kansas State, kind of like you said, you thought it should. Uh, that's now down to one and a half. Uh, Tennessee still holding uh, strong there with their side in total. Nothing changes there. And then we take a look at uh, Gonzaga and UCLA. Uh, it's actually shortening, which is odd. Uh, it was UCLA two. Now it's down to one and a half. I thought it would go the other way. So I like UCLA, but we'll get into that later on. I'm not surprised about Kansas State. I think that they are a dark horse and they have the easiest route in that region. They are the number three seed. The one seed's already gone as well as the number two. Tennessee, I would say, is probably their biggest competition, but I have my own thoughts about Tennessee, which we will get into now. One last thing, Robert, before we break down the games game by game. Is there a particular sentiment when you talk to people who are making these future bets for who went, who wins the championship? Is there any sentiment of there was a team that should have been here, but had it not been for one bad game, they would be here. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of finger pointing on FAU, <laughs> a lot of pointing on, uh, Creighton, not so much uh, Xavier and Texas. Really? Those both, we we knew going in that they would perform well. But yeah, for certain, uh, you know, a more we're not getting a lot of backers even on FAU on the points. It, it just doesn't seem to click with them. Even though I, I think that they're probably you know just looking at the point spread now, Ali. I I think it's the line is set right. Uh, but you know, ultimately, I I think that there's you know, far more people that are betting on those that they're more familiar with. Right. Uh, than those that they're not. Perfectly said. I had a feeling that was the case. So let's get into all the games. Let's start with the first game tomorrow. Michigan State, my Tom Izzo Spartans taking on the said Kansas State Wildcats. What are the odds here, Robert? Exactly right. And so as we started off uh, the openers here, we actually opened it up as a pick. Uh, and just wanted to take a look and see, as I thought that they were pretty evenly matched. Uh, I thought that K-State should be the favorite. However, um, yeah, it's it's the Izzo factor, right? It went to one, then two, and not until uh, early this morning did it come back down to K-State. So Michigan State's now one and a half, and the total is 138, Allie. When this line came out and I saw it Monday, I actually was a little surprised that Michigan was favored. Then I thought again, and like you said, teams that are familiar with people tend to gravitate toward everyone knows Tom Izzo. Everyone knows Michigan state. I believe even they were small underdogs when they took on or Kent the other day. So I'm not surprised that Michigan state's favored in this one. I think Kansas state still isn't getting the respect that they deserve. 
I really love their team, especially I love Marquise Noel. I thought he had such a breakout game against Kentucky. I think that maybe people still aren't familiar with him along with um, Keontae Johnson. I really like this, this Kansas state squad. I don't think that they cover Robert. I think, well, I think they cover, but I think that they win outright in this game and they move on to the elite eight. How about you? Yeah, this one is as, as razor, razor thin uh, as I've ever had it. I mean, this, these two match up in, just in terms of all levels of efficiency as pick as it can get. And so when it went to two, that's when I said, nah, we got it. We, we have to find some sort of adjustment at some point. It came today uh, and it'll probably come even more. So if you're looking to back K-State, uh, get it now because uh, by this time tomorrow, we'll probably see it start to shrink once again. I do think that K-State should be the favorite here, mm-hmm. uh, all things considered. So I will pick with you there to have them advance. And let's not forget against Kentucky, they were terrible from behind the arc. I don't think they made a three-pointer in the first half. I think at one point they were 0 for 14 or 0 for 15. They're not going to shoot that bad this game. I actually think Kansas State jumps up early. I think they maintain a pretty comfortable lead somewhere in the six to eight-point mark throughout the game against Michigan State. So I'm pre- this is one of my better picks. I'm very confident in Kansas State. All right, let's move on to the game after that. This one I'm actually very excited for, Robert. I know a lot of people didn't expect this matchup. Arkansas, number eight, versus number four, UConn. Arkansas, we know, took down Kansas, who many many thought could actually repeat their title. What are the odds here? Right, and so as we open this game today, Allie, we're sitting at a line of UConn four and a total 140 points. Uh, really hasn't seen much line movement. There was a bit of a cut towards the Razorbacks, went down to three and a half for just a quick hot minute, uh, but it's sitting steady at the opener, which again, uh, UConn four and a total 140 alley. So I first of all, I love the over in this one. I know that people have been pounding the under, well, not that people have been pounding the unders, but I know the unders have been hitting, but I think both of these teams could score pretty well. That being said, I still am sticking with my Huskies, not only to win, but to cover. I think four points is plenty enough. I know Arkansas, I believe they struggle at times, Robert, from the free point line or not the the free throw line from what I remember. So I think that's going to be something that that can go against them. Uh, they are Arkansas is also consistent, uh, inconsistent from the three. I think that if they can't hit their threes early, that it's going to go against them again. I think UConn defends pretty well against it. So I'm leaning on the Huskies here. How about you? I shall as well. And actually, not only by the four, I think they actually cover this one. Uh, Way, way too much snow going Hawkins. I think that those two will have a really great presence, both inside and out. And I think it'll be way too much. Uh, Their their ball movement is what I'm really most impressed with. And we kind of talked about them. Uh, almost like the, the the day after the draw, uh, they they position well, and I think that they're going to end up having a far far better successful time from the outside than from in, and so I think that's what's going to be the downfall for Arkansas here. Uh, UConn uh, will cover this one, I think, uh, pretty comfortably. Yeah, you watch that game against St. Mary's. They just had the ball rolling. It, it, they they just look like I don't want to say flawless, but they look polished. They look like they had a game plan in line. 
I trust Dan Harley here in this situation. I think that he'll have his team ready. I think that they're used to that Big East play, not to put down on the SEC. I think the SEC is phenomenal as well. But I trust UConn here more than I trust Arkansas. All right, you mentioned this one earlier, Robert. Florida Atlantic taking on Tennessee, another team, like you said, Florida Atlantic, people did not see in the Sweet 16. A lot of people didn't see Tennessee either. I was one of them. I thought Tennessee really would struggle. It looked like they would have lost in the first round. They only beat Louisiana by two, and they came back and pretty much demolished Duke in the second round. But what the what is the spread that we have here? So this one was was kind of fun to open up because I I honestly knew that if I set the number way too low on Tennessee, that it would just come in really, really heavy. So <laughs> I went as high as I could. I went to six as the opener. And yeah, that was too high. It went down to five immediately um, before uh, some accrual came in on the volunteers up to five and a half. Uh, back down to five. And so now we're still settled at five and a half. The total 130 and a half alley. So I will take the points here. I actually think Tennessee pulls it out and wins, but I think the Florida Atlantic will keep it close. I think that they have all the momentum behind them. I think Tennessee is vastly inconsistent, especially after losing Ziegler for the year. They're not going to shoot the way they did against Duke, Robert. They were just remarkable from the three. Their guys that were, what, 20-something percent three-point player, three-point shooters were hitting them from both sides of the court. I think Duke was just vastly, vastly underestimated them. They were not ready to play. Florida, they're a little bit more of a veteran team. They have some upperclassmen, unlike Duke. So I will take Florida Atlantic to cover here. There's a chance they can upset, but I'm not that confident to pick the upset. But I do like taking the points with them. How about you? Right. So Tennessee, definitely I have favored for the right reason. And I do have them advancing. The issue is now the question, of course, in the show is the cover. So at five and a half, it's as razor thin as I think it could be. I think it's going to be right there somewhere in, in the like the five to seven range. The question is, do they get clipped at the end? I mm-hmm. think that Tennessee, if I if I had to flip the coin, it, it, it flips more in my favor of seeing Tennessee covering only because outside of Davis and Martin on FAU, they're really a poor free throw shooting team. And, and I think that that's what's going to see. Unlike where, and like we're used to the NBA, you come to the line, you hit both. Of course they do because they're pros. I just think that there's going to be instances where we're going to see a lot of one out of twos. And that's going to probably end up putting them in a scenario where I think this is going to be like Tennessee up like double digits with like three minutes to go. And only if Tennessee lets off of the accelerator, is where FAU gets the cover. So um, Tennessee definitely with the win and the cover, uh, you know, right now I, I see Tennessee. If I had to, I, I would, I would say that they would cover here. I just think that what we're going to see here is, is a a breakdown in, in getting to the line. And when they do, I don't think that FAU is going to be able to come up with the points necessary uh, to stay within that point spread alley. Let's see if you learned your lesson from that Gonzaga TCU uh-huh. the other night. <laughs> I think I think if you have another bad beat like that, you'll just throw your pen down and just give up. <laughs> throw myself down and give up. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's go to Gonzaga. They are taking on UCLA. I really like UCLA in this position. Originally, I had TCU advancing and beating UCLA, but 
I think UCLA matches up very well with Gonzaga. But nonetheless, Robert, what is the spread here? You know, in other years, Ali, this should be a championship game. Right. Uh, and and I think with the spread being what it is, uh, I wasn't too surprised by it. Uh, I opened up UCLA one mm-hmm. and then it went straight to two. Uh, and I sat there for a bit before the uh, the bulldog money started to come in. So what we see is a lot more uh, Gonzaga late. It finally, it pushed it up to two. Right now, it's UCLA one and a half. And the total is uh, pretty high, 145, 146 and a half. So I will take the under on that one because I don't think Gonzaga is going to shoot like they did the other night. I don't think Drew Timmy is going to have as good of a game. I think people underestimate UCLA's defense as well as their offense. I think not to say that Drew Timmy's not going to have a good game, but I don't think he's going to have what a 30 something point showing however many rebounds he had. So I'm going to lean on the guard play by UCLA to catapult them over the Zags. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent confident. I would say if you ask me out of the eight games, this one I'm probably is probably seven or eight in terms of my competency, but I am going to lead with UCLA to cover and win. How about you? You're big I know you've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for this. So I have I have UCLA winning by three. Okay. I was you're surprising me. I thought you were definitely gonna go to Gonzaga. That's no. what my dad said. He's no. like, look. This is why he picked Gonzaga to win it all. He's like, this is the year no one's going to think they're going to win and they're going to win. I'm like, will you stop it? <laughs> no one thinks Gonzaga is going to really win any year. Everyone knows they get upset. But continue. This is, <laughs> this is the one. This is the one where it, I mean, the matchup is so, so much fun because UCLA has got one of the top defenses in the entire league uh, in the tournament. Gonzaga ha- still has the number one offense. So, I feel that that's what's going to be the decider here. It's going to be UCLA. I don't want to even call Vegas home to to UCLA. I mean, at, at least geographically, I suppose it is. But look, I mean, the Bulldogs, they, you know, they, they, everyone's kind of been comfortable playing where they are. They they know what they need to do to be to be prepared and, and have this, you know, you know, both of them playing at maximum efficiency. Uh, Ali, this is this is just one where I just think that as razor thin mm-hmm. uh, a margin as I see between these two, I think that ultimately the factor here is uh, Gonzaga's defense is going to be way, way too porous here. And, and that's where I think UCLA gets the cover. Right. Yep, totally agree. Let's move on to Friday's game. San Diego State taking on the overall number one Alabama, Robert. Where are the odds here? Okay, so as we look at this one, Really not much movement here. Uh, opened it up. Uh, Alabama 8, stated 8, and then just a little bit now late as we come in. Uh, 7.5 is uh, the, the number on the tide and the total 137.5. Uh, I hate laying points, but I think that's the right number to lay. I think Alabama is ridiculously better than San Diego State University. I know San Diego State has one of the best defenses that you'll see in this tournament, but I think Alabama is just too good on offense. I think that they're going to break away early again. They've had a few days of rest. It's a lot of points, and I hate laying that many points, but I'm going to have to lay them with Alabama. How about you, Robert? 
Good, right. I, I think the number's correct, uh, only because I haven't had uh, much sway in it. So I think that the number is good, which then tells me that Alabama advances. Uh, I, I think, again, like like we talked in the, in the earlier round, too much Sears, definitely too much Miller and Clowney. I think that that's going to be their bread and butter. We'll probably see them playing far more than their uh, their typical minutes played this year. And we'll see them uh, out there as, as long as humanly possible. So what do we have to say about San Diego State? I mean, look, they've, you know, to get to the Sweet 16, it's already, you know, an accomplishment for them. But Ali, I, again, I don't think that we're going to see uh, as good as San Diego State's defense has been this year. They have not seen right. anything the likes of Alabama, and that's that's probably going to be too much for them to handle. So uh, Alabama advances. However, maybe they don't cover. So that's that's what I'll give for the Aztecs here, and then that that's that's as much as it could go. All right, let's move on to Miami and Houston. I'm actually very excited for this one as well. Robert, what are the odds here? This one hasn't moved at all. Uh, Houston, seven, and the total, 138 and a half. I just think there's no business Houston laying seven to Miami. I, and I'm not that high on Miami. I did pick them to go into the Sweet 16. I just think seven is way, way, way too much. Miami, their season squad, don't forget they surprised a lot in last year's tournament. I don't think necessarily Miami wins, but I think they cover the seven points. How about you, Robert? Awesome. Finally, I've been waiting for us to be different. Like, All right. Here we, I knew this was going to be the one. <laughs> Alabama, I have by even more than double digits here. Houston, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. So I, I feel that this is the one game where the, the spread, and if, if I came out of retirement, uh, which I'm not, <laughs> it would be here on uh, on Houston. I think that they're far, far much the best, and their matchup here is better than anyone's in the Sweet 16. So I think that uh, the Cougars get it by double digits here. So if Miami covers or if they went out right, then you're going to reiterate why you stay retired. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yes, exactly. And this will be my Gonzaga 2023. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, the next game, Princeton, I'm New Jersey native. So I am obviously rooting for Princeton, but I will get into my pick. What I think is going to happen next, Robert Princeton and Creighton. What are the odds here? Cool. So yeah, we've got this one again, a nice solid number, really. Maybe it's just this instance where there's just not enough out there for everyone to chew on. Maybe they just simply aren't familiar with the Ivy League. And so the numbers stay the same. It's Creighton 10 and the total 140. I Again, I think that Princeton's not getting the respect they deserve. They were severely underrated in this tournament. They were underseeded. They should not, not have been a number 15 seed. I think a number 12 would have suited them a lot better. I love Creighton. I had them going to the Sweet 16. I I originally had them losing to Arizona in this round. But I just think that Princeton is going to keep it close. They are just phenomenal shooters. They're three upperclassmen, average double-digit points. I still think Creighton wins, but I think Princeton will keep this one close. How about you, Robert? Yes, exactly my sentiments. Uh, I think that Creighton gets the victory, but I think Princeton gets the cover here. Not enough respect, and you're right, with the upperclassmen that they have been playing with each other for many, many seasons. I think that they'll keep it close. Um, I'm not going to call the outright upset like I would with with K-State, but definitely uh, to cover 10, I, I, would, I would say yes to that. 
And I like the over in this game, too. I think both teams can score pretty well, so I will diverge from the under and go over here. How about you with the total? The total at 140 seems about right. Uh, the, the Really, the factor here for me is seeing that if if Princeton's able to break down Creighton defense, which is a, forget about it, a, a top 20, they're like a top 15 defense and that's why I felt that their seed was uh, was way out of whack. I actually think Creighton should have been seeded even higher. Yep. Uh, that's the one factor that I think we'll know in the before the first TV timeout. We'll know if this game goes under or over just based on the pace of them. Uh, and right now, the tempo. I would probably fa- and you actually make a good point. Now that I'm looking at it again, Creighton's tempo sure is asking for a slower pace. Um. Yeah, you you. Yeah, I'll circle it. Yeah, it'll go under. All right. What about the final game of the weekend, Xavier and Texas, Robert? Well, final game of the Sweet Sixteen. What are the odds here? Right. Exactly. Another game really hasn't moved much. Four and a half for the Longhorns in the total one forty nine. This is another one where I am going to lay the points. I like Texas a lot. I like Xavier a lot too, but Xavier has had a few close calls. They almost lost to Kennesaw State. They were able to beat Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh did not match up with them that well. Texas, I think, matches up with Xavier perfectly for Texas's side. I think that they're going to be able, again, just to drop down shots, score at will. I think that this will hang in and be close for a majority game, but at the end, Texas pulls it away and Texas covers. How about you, Robert? Yeah, excellent point. Really, what I want to see is uh, will Texas's uh, D a, a, be able to slow down the pace of Xavier here? That's really the question. I think the point spread, that the, the spread is absolutely nailed perfect. Uh, it, I think it does land right around that four uh, you know, maybe three range. And I think that if it's that too close to call, I'll, I'll probably just call for Texas to advance. Um, but if, if we start to see a pace where, you know, of course, you know, the number is uh, at 149, you could see it's one of the higher totals set for all of, uh, for all of the sweet 16. As a matter of fact, it is the highest uh, total set. And so my question is, is Texas going to be able to a keep up? The answer is yes there. Uh, and B slow down Xavier. And that what that's again, like the other game, that's what we're going to know by the first TV timeout. Cause if we're going to see, you know, in, in like, you know, the 15, 18 range, the game is going to go flying over the total. And then we could start to say, you know, maybe Xavier keeps the, and keeps it even closer there. Uh, you know, with two minutes to go, it might be like a five point game. Yeah, I I like this bet a lot with Texas. So real quick before we end the show for today, final four predictions. Have you changed at all? What are you going with? Yes, I have. Um, I still have Alabama and Tennessee and Houston. Uh, But now just here's the thing. If if UCLA is going to be able to control the tempo against uh, the Bulldogs and, and win it comfortably, then I don't think UConn's going to be able to to withstand what UCLA's put together. So I now change, and I will put UCLA into my Final Four. I'm going to keep mine. I have UConn, still have UConn winning it all. Alabama, I'm going to stick with Texas. 
And then I'm going to ride Kansas State coming out of that East region. So we're in for a great weekend. All right, Robert, before we sign off, any last thoughts or words for the audience? Oh, no. Once again, uh, really a, a nice clean slate of games coming up starting tomorrow and Friday. Do watch the tempos. <laughs> again, if you're looking at, uh, you know, jumping in, maybe you are not too comfortable with making a, a wager on a game uh, before the tip off, but now you're starting to see the tempo. Yeah, definitely circle where our totals are right now. Take a look and see where they're at. Come uh, the first TV timeout, then you can make a, a far better position, you know, as you take a look at your in-game line. Couldn't have said it better myself. I do, when I do bet March Madness, usually if I am in Vegas is when I'll bet halftime, but I do like betting halftime totals, seeing how the underfair, seeing how the overfair. So I do keep that, especially if it's a low scoring first half, I almost always yes. take the over in the second one. Yes. All right, Robert, thank you again for joining me. We'll be back on Monday to recap what I know is going to be another crazy weekend. I'm sure that there's going to be many instances in our picks where we were right as well as where we were wrong, but we will recap all of that. All right, everyone, have a good one. Take care.